Is that Steely Dan? Steely Dan, the world's most famous dildo, of course. Alright. Yeah, right. how is everything in the Chicago land? Uh, everything's pretty good. Going pretty good. We're having some pretty nice weather here. Can't complain. Is it global warming? I think this is just global uh, normal. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but we're kind of like right at average. Really? Yeah, it's just kind of kind of perfect. I don't know. How's everything in Colorado? It's good. It's beautiful, sunny, warm, uh, wonderful. Yeah. It's not the end of the world over there or anything? It's always the end of the world uh, in liberal town, Mike. Come on. We're always scared, outraged, freaked out. You know, we're, there's always a MAGA mob about to storm the gates, take us down. There's always, a, there's always another cause to fight for, too, right? <laughs> That's right. Dude. Trust me, I know. <laughs> know how that goes uh so yeah we're doing good i was noticing uh the flags next door are getting really rumpled up and uh kind of discolored i think i saw him kind of messing with it this afternoon he may be on the verge of replacing some flags we'll i gotta tell you about i gotta tell you a little story about the ukraine flag mike i'm always all ears for a ukraine flag story i mean i'm in traffic we're in traffic and this guy is fuck he just it he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's fucking causing traffic, right? Oh, yeah. He can't find the exit. He can't do this. He can't do that. Finally, I get to this point where he's like, he's literally blocking like three lanes of traffic trying to get to this exit, but it's dead stop. And so we're, we're like window to window. You know what I mean? The windows yeah. are down. And he's got the fucking Ukraine flag on his fucking back window and everything. Wow. And I go, you can't find your fucking exit, but you sure can't find the Ukraine flag, you fucking asshole. <laughs> and I got to tell you, dude, there was a little bit of like, a little bit of shame. You could see it, dude. I don't think the standing for Ukraine. It's not as hip. You, like you said something about Ukraine a couple months ago, dude, you'd get, you'd get f some fire back. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, I don't support Nazis. You know what I mean? Or like <laughs> something, you know. No, nothing. We were watching the Sunday shows this morning, and they opened with Ukraine, the devastation Ukraine. The lady who was doing um, this week uh, for George Stephanopoulos, um, she was uh, telling the story of her third trip to Ukraine. I thought, shit, third trip? This thing started in February. Been there three times? Isn't it a war zone? Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, who knows? They're flying into Poland, obviously. But I looked at Emma, who was on TikTok on the couch, and I said, is anybody talking about Ukraine over there? Does anybody really care? And she's like, no, nobody cares. No, nobody cares. Yeah, and I think, like, the flag, if you have that sticker, they're coming down. We have neighbors in the uh, around the block. They have... Uh, they're Canadians. I know this because they have always had the Canadian and uh, American flag, and they no longer have the uh, Ukrainian flag. But their neighbor has a bigger Ukrainian flag and now tiny Ukrainian flags adorning the garden area. No. All right, get rid of them. So you got one who took it down. You got another one who uh, tripled up. <laughs> We should send them to go fight for Ukraine. 
<laughs> I don't think anybody cares, man. And I, I, I uh, start. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's like an embarrassment thing, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I supported the cause. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, like you guys fell for it, just like you fell for COVID. <laughs> right. It's the same people. Yeah. You guys fell for BLM. You fell for COVID. You fell for Ukraine. You guys are just dying for a cause to believe in. Dying for somebody to take your money to make you feel better. Yeah, I came across an article this morning um, from MSN.com, I think it was. And it was about how it's time to bring back mask mandates. <laughs> Man, they will not stop talking about that. It's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so are you hearing that over in Chicago? Fuck yeah. They're talking about how um, because uh, RSV, we're having the, 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 the triple-demic is here. Triple-demic! And, <laughs> and the reason we didn't have a triple-demic last year is because of the mask. The new, the new thing is, okay, you guys were kind of right. The masks don't work for COVID. But look how good it worked for the flu and RSV. <laughs> right. So now we need to go back to masks. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, you, you guys are fucking insane. Stop being pussies. It's logical. It makes sense. But I think the only way to fight against a triple-demic, Mike, you got to get triple-vaxxed, baby. Boost! <laughs> boost and boost again, man. Come on. <laughs> Is that the only way? You got to get that triple booster. So uh, the new guy, I guess he's going to be the new Fauci going forward. Have you seen him? You know, Fauci did his farewell on Wednesday. Uh, the guy after him, the uh, the Indian fella who I can't pronounce his name, he's the new Fauci now. They're going to trot him out. He's going to tell us when we should be masking and boosting and boosting and masking. And uh, <laughs> forever. Um they brought him out today on this week, one of my favorite Sunday programs. And uh, Mike, they had they, we got to know how do we fight against this? Hold on, let me find it here. Triple demic! <laughs> oh, give me the chills. <laughs> what do you say it like that, Frank? Uh, it's coming to a school near you, so mask up the kiddos and watch out for Grandma. She's gonna <laughs> die, baby. You heard Dr. Fauci. The administration is launching a new campaign urging people to get those flu shots, get those COVID boosters. Boost! I think only about 11% have gotten the booster so far, maybe 42 million the flu shot. 11%, Mike. Wow. I'm no math magician, but 11% of 340 million, eh, not that many people. No, it's not the whole population. It's 11% of the eligible. Oh, that's really not that many people. It's 11% of 60%. Yikes. Those aren't very good numbers. Nah, that's terrible. <laughs> Let's just say 11% of 60% is not as good as 11% of 100%. That's right. Well, 60% of the time it works every time, right? Every Isn't that time. Awesome? <laughs> <laughs> you think sheep do math? God, they don't know. They can't do a percentage of a percentage. Oh, my God. Triple-demic. We've talked about this so many times. People aren't listening. 
What do you do? Oh, first of all, good morning. Thank good you morning. for having me here. Um, so, look, it's been uh, obviously a long two and a half years for Americans, and uh, we understand that uh, that you know people want to move on. The good news is people can move on if they keep their immunity up to date. I really think when you look historically, people tend to get their flu shot in November and December into January. I think we're going to see a lot more people getting vaccinated uh, in the upcoming weeks. This is why we're launching the campaign we are right now, because we think it's incredibly important as we head into the holidays for people to update their immunity, get the new COVID vaccine, get the flu shot. They're talking about your uh, immunity, like you're getting some new programs uh, installed in your iPhone. Yeah, I know. You got to update your uh, immunity. Immunity, by the way, smelled with the lowercase i, right? Just like the iPad. Uh, <laughs> freaking weird man it's a great way to C- capital m yeah dude they look they like literally he's talking about upgrading your immunity when in the history of mankind did we need to upgrade our immunity yeah well they always talked like that no yeah, this is weird language man we just never paid attention because they never got airtime like they are now because nobody fucking cared before this used to be a conversation you had with your doctor not a fucking I don't know. Uh, you know, call me old-fashioned, but updating the immunity used to mean, you know, eating some fruits and vegetables, doing a little exercising. Yeah, I guess some fresh air. Consuming some vitamins, right? I don't know. Old-fashioned, like I said. Safe and healthy this holiday Yeah, but how does it's Pfizer so... make money on that? Oh, you're right. Frank, you're so stupid. I'm an idiot. And a bigot. <laughs> I'm, sure there, I'm sure there's some element of racism behind all of this. Oh, you're a racist. Yeah. The CEO of Pfizer's black. That way you can't, that way you can't attack them. <laughs> Bastards. That's, they always get us. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No way you could get that immunity without a Jew. <laughs> and we're canceled. We'll see you next week on our show with Kanye and Kyrie. <laughs> Everyone knows they run the world. COVID, the respiratory virus, RSV, which is affecting children and the elderly. We're seeing hospitals getting close to capacity. What should parents do in particular? Yeah, it's a very good question. So here's how I think about it. We do have three infectious respiratory viruses, as you said, flu, RSV, and COVID, all out there. Um, The good news, Martha, is we have two highly effective vaccines against two of them. So the first thing that I think every parent should do, what I've done with my children, what I've recommended, is get everybody in the family vaccinated against flu and against COVID. That takes those two and takes them off the table in terms of causing serious illness. RSV, for most people, not a big deal. It's very mild. For the elderly and for the youngest kids, it can be a problem. So then it's just about basic uh, respiratory hygiene that we know about, right? Avoiding sick contacts. Uh, If your kid is sick, keeping them at home. Uh, Washing your hands. uh, Cleaning surfaces. There's a set of things that really make a difference with RSV. And we think that that if people do that, um, it really can make a difference. One bit of good news, just in the last week, we've seen RSV peak and maybe turn down. I'm obviously hopeful that that trend is going to continue. Did you catch what he said there at the end? He said RSVP. <laughs> RS, maybe RSVP can turn down. Weird, weird line there. This guy's thinking about dinner uh, reservations. I, know, I think they're just starting to make shit up. Yeah, and they're just throwing out acronyms. If, he, and... if they start doing R-E-S-P-E-C-T, I'm going to be like, <laughs> whoa, I know this song. Uh-uh. <laughs> I've heard this one before. 
Well, you know, the virus typically uh, attra- is attracted to PYTs, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> PYT. What? <laughs> That's Pretty Young Things. Uh, <laughs> a Michael Jackson classic, which you don't really hear on the radio. You know, they don't like to talk about Michael Jackson's hit tune, Pretty Young Thing, PYT. It just doesn't sound right. <sighs> you know? I would say in the I'm- aftermath of, you know... The kiddies hanging out in the Neverland Ranch. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, you know, yeah, PYT, okay. pretty young thing. Eh, it's not as... Uh, Listen, I'll go, I'll go all in with Kanye on the Jews, but you better lay off Michael, because that's all alleged. You know? <laughs> alleged. <laughs> that's ignorant. Yeah, ignorant. Him and OJ are innocent. That's all I got to say. <laughs> that's just me and the little boys. Holy shit, our viewership amongst the black viewers <laughs> just skyrocketed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man the trip i mean i think if you could do as good as oj on the field and in the movies we'll give you a white girl wow right we'll give you one oj gets a pass um i don't know why maybe it is that he was the dual threat triple threat if you will since we're talking triple demic uh he was such a nice guy you know he was charming, um, likable. He, he literally killed zero people that fucked, you know, fucked him over. Well, so. you know, we never uh, did. They ever prove he killed those two? Uh, nope. Allegedly. Hey, look, Mike. If the glove doesn't fit, <laughs> you must acquit, sir. <laughs> the book was a little much. <laughs> <laughs> No, the book is great. If I did it, it's fantastic. It just opens up the doors for everyone else, like Alec Baldwin, if I pulled the trigger, uh, Hunter Biden, if I snorted Parmesan. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many books that could be written. If I cheesed it. If I cheesed it. Joe Biden, if I showered with my daughter. There's just, like, endless, endless books you could write. It's Pandora's box. It's incredible. Wait for Dinesh's in two years. If I filmed it. <laughs> That's right, Dinesh. Not letting you down. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. So this triple demic, man, I gotta say, without Fauci, it just doesn't have the same bite, you know? It, not the same, no, right? It's yeah, it, I just uh it's not as funny. I don't really care to I'm listen. I'm starting to see why they were paying him $475,000 a year. I mean, it's for the pizzazz. You know? <laughs> That's right. The charisma. This guy doesn't have that it factor. You know, He's the Trevor Noah for the John Stewart, <laughs> right? I feel like we had just been seeing, you know, Brad Pitt perform for us in the first movie, <laughs> the second movie, the sequel's out now, and they got that Chris Hemsworth guy to play him. It's, you know, <laughs> Thor's funny and all, but it's good looking. Just he doesn't have look, yeah. doesn't have that Brad Pitt charm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> Brad Pitt had the brawn and the brains of the scientist. He really portrayed the Dr. Fauci that we know and love. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, man. Like, Brad Pitt just has that it factor. Thor, Chris Hemsworth, he's got it, but he's not that. You know, he's not that guy. Fauci, I didn't believe a word you were saying, and I hated you the whole time, but I was glued to the fucking TV. You know, you were, if I may, the Trump of the medical field. (laughs) Yeah. Right? 
<laughs> you didn't really know what the fuck you were talking about, but you were so good at saying it. <laughs> I just wanted to see what you were going to say next. That's all it was, you know? <laughs> and you know what, Frank? He he came back. You know he couldn't stay away. <laughs> no, dude. He was on Face the Nation. Oh, yeah. Talking about uh, COVID. <laughs> and uh, when they started talking about uh, the origins of COVID, he had a lot to say on who's to blame on why we'll never figure out where it actually came from. And what did he have to say? <laughs> you ready for this? I am fully prepared. What happens is that if you look at the anti-China approach that clearly the Trump administration had right from the very beginning and the accusatory nature, the Chinese are going to flinch back and say, no, I'm sorry, we're not going to talk mm-hmm. to you about it, which is not correct. But they're they not talking be. to the Biden administration about it either. Exactly. I think that horse is out of the barn and they're very suspicious <laughs> of anybody trying to accuse them. We need to have an open dialogue with their scientists and our scientists. Keep the politics out of it and let the scientists, because these are scientists that we've known for decades. Mm-hmm. And- <laughs> yeah. Horse out of the barn. Did you notice the edit they made there? He actually originally said beagle out of the cage, but they didn't think it sounded good. So they changed it. They rewound it, and he spliced in the horse out of the barn. <laughs> they deep faked that part. Subconsciously, he just couldn't say it. Kept going to beagle. <laughs> Did you hear that? That was Trump's fault. That's why we'll never know. That's because incredible. Trump accused China. Now China will never work with us. Because of his racism towards China, right? Yeah, well, the horse is out of the barn. The beagle's out of the cage. The eagles are out of the cage, Frank. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? That's beautiful. It's almost as if every appearance he's made now in the last month or so, he's pretty much blamed everyone except himself. Yeah, do you hear that? It's... He's really <laughs> trying to push it off on Republicans. Yeah, it, it's not working, man. I don't think I don't. Well, I guess it did. Look at the election again. Uh, I was thoroughly disappointed by the election because it was no mandate on the mandates, if you will. It was it wasn't the everyone's you know kind of voting against what they did to us. I I think it was a referendum on the circus politics. Yeah, I feel like the midterms were everyone's chance to say let's clean it up a little. Enough with the bullshit. And uh, I admire, actually, if you take a look at the balance of power right now, it's kind of balanced. I, I always, yeah. I wish they had both houses, uh, both the House and the Senate, but I always think it's better when one party controls the White House and the other party controls Congress. I think those I, yeah. are always the best times for us, for the people on the bottom like us. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's always best when those in power can get very little done. Exactly. And that's how our system's designed to work. Yeah. You're supposed to not be able to come in and, you know. Absolutely. It's supposed that's to That's why so. during the that's why they stretched the emergency out for 3 years so that they could use these you know what I mean, these unprecedented powers to just spend yeah. fucking tons of money and and do crazy changes.
pivot is they are going to blame the the slow pivot here I'm seeing and what you are pointing out with that Fauci clip is they're going to blame the vaccines on Trump. Yeah, warp speed. Warp speed. You, you nailed it. You said it a long time ago. It's got that, his, that was going to, you know, it's got, yeah, it's going to be his downfall. The, Look, it's Trump Tower, it's Trump Steak, it's Trump Wine, it's Trump Vaccine. He wanted it that way, man. He was all about it. And his only, the reason why his run for 2024 is a garbage run is because, dude, your name is all over that vaccine, actually. You, he touted it for yeah. years. It, it, so it's unfortunate for Trump because he's a, he's a glutton for putting his name all over everything that happens while he's you know, <laughs> around it. But when it comes to the vaccine, maybe that was the long play for Pfizer and company, which is, in the end, we're absolved from any responsibility for the adverse reactions, and publicly, this will be Trump's vaccine. Good call. So, I've, I've said it from, a, what, day one almost, Mike, right? Yeah. No, tr- you've been saying it for a long time. So I feel like that's the pivot they're making, and you can already sense it. You see it with Fauci, and Fauci's a weasel. <clears throat> he was going to blame anyone and everyone, and it really started... He, he's going to hit a point where he starts blaming Biden and company. <laughs> Especially in about a month when he's, you know, being questioned by Rand Paul and uh, everybody else. I believe the House is made it number one or number two underneath investigating Hunter. <laughs> Oof, that so, sucks. Look, I, I said that too right before the midterms. Th- it's going to happen. Whether or not it's good politically, they're going to do these witch hunts. Yeah. I'm all- <laughs> uh, I mean, they deserve it after they went after Trump. I mean, nobody's talking about that raid on Mar-a-Lago, which means you guys pretty much have nothing. Did you hear about what happened with that? I'm under the impression the documents had nothing on them. Do you know what they turned out to be? (laughs) What was it? After all this investigation, it just turned out to be stuff that Trump liked. It had more to do with, like, it was more papers about, like, people saying nice things about him. Of course. Because Trump only (laughs) cares about himself and, like, bragging. They found there was, like, nothing on there that was actually dangerous or contained any information. All, all you need to know about Trump is when he had Stormy Daniels, the prost- the porno star in his room, he had her spank him with a magazine with his face on it. Yeah. That's <laughs> all, all you need to know about the guy. And you know what? I, I, uh, apparently the problem they're having right now is... So pretty much what he did now that it's now that it's for sure nothing in there was really there was no nothing malicious he didn't use it any of it to try to make money or anything right, right? yeah which is the basis they used for not pursuing Hillary Clinton right with the confidential emails so technically right now where they stand Trump and Hillary were in, they're pretty much same boat right okay and you guys yeah. you guys dropped the charges against Hillary you didn't pursue a case because she didn't, like I said, she didn't use it for money. She didn't use it as a malicious intent. You know what I mean? There was really no, it, 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 you know, it's kind of just, all right, let it go, right? Oh, yeah. You're going you're gonna to cause more damage to the trust of the system than you, you know, than you will, than anything you'll gain from this 
right? Hmm. But now the problem is, are you guys going to do that same for Trump? Or are you actually going to pursue it and go after it? You know they're going to go for it. They have to. <laughs> and then it just proves that the, D- the DOJ is, is seriously just a, it's a political arm of the Democratic Party. Or it's a <laughs> weapon for the Democratic Party, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy stuff. Really terrible. Well, imagine if they cheat or steal their way into more ownership of the political system. They could start going after the voters, man. Uh, haven't they already? Well, they have like uh, how many hundreds of Jan 6th, what, conspirators, they like to call them, uh, yeah. locked up with no chance of getting out, essentially, right? They don't have... Like denied bail to a lot of them. I I believe they have no sort of like due process going on here. Especially yeah. Jan sixth, man. What was that? Two years ago? <laughs> oh, we're coming up on the two year anniversary. I mean, there shouldn't be anyone really locked up for that anymore. What do you think they're gonna do on the anniversary? Ooh. I think they have to make a a big pornographic show of it, right? They gotta go <laughs> just orgiastic, over-the-top, paganistic, like, we're praying to the Liz Cheney gods <laughs> out there. Yeah, they got an effigy of Liz Cheney, you know, they're all just yeah. bowing to it. And... I thought it was going to be Mike Pence, or AOC's vagina. <laughs> Sorry, that's right. <laughs> There's going to be, I think that it will be the biggest, uh, you know, celebration we see in the entirety of Joe Biden's administration. Do you think so, huh? They're going to go all out. The pussy hats will all be there. It'll be incredible, man. We're going to see it all. <laughs> Especially this time around. Look, the left now has something to be pissed off of, uh, right? With the <coughs> Congress changing hands, they're all going to be losing their minds. It, what's the Supreme Court going to vote on next, right? They're going to be freaking out about that. And, you know, they want, to, they want everyone to kill babies, Mike. They're obsessed. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think they're going to go. I'm thinking the opposite. I'm going total opposite. I think they're going to try to let it slide without talking about it. No way, dude. You can't do that to the Rob Reiners of the world. Oh, dude. I think they're going to do minimal coverage of it. It, You know? (laughs) Minimal coverage, dude. I think all... (laughs) I think they don't want people thinking about it right now because now... The, dude, the, the Republicans are going to do their own committee now. Yeah, on Hunter? No, on Jan 6th. Oh, oh, really? I didn't catch they that wanna, part. Yeah, they want to do their own committee about January 6th and figure out why there was such a huge failure of security. Oh, I hope they look into Pipe Bomb Guy. That'd be nice. The, the, yeah, who, who put the pipe bombs where Kamala Harris was supposed to be? And we never found the rapists who were attacking AOC. This Who is was a- going at? Well, Frank, that's every man in D.C. <laughs> if right. you're within 100 miles of her, I think you just smelled the pussy. I don't know how that works or something. Yeah, if you're a man within 100 miles, you want to rape her. <laughs> and I, uh, what is it? They're, they must investigate Ray Epps then. Frank! God, you're so stupid, dude. He's just an innocent man. He's a farmer. Didn't you oh, see the picture? That's it's him right. and his wife. He's just, he's just trying to work his field, Frank. What are you talking about? <laughs> he didn't even go inside. 
I don't know what you want to investigate. I guess they could try, but he's just an innocent farmer. There's a photograph that floats around. It's Nancy Pelosi's son-in-law with horned a guy before he barged in through the front door. Yeah, I'm sure it has nothing to do with it. I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that, uh, what's her name, Nancy Pelosi's daughter ha- had a uh, documentary crew there. Sorry, the documentary crew was Nancy Pelosi's daughter. <laughs> I get it all yeah, mixed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, she was the documentarian. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? How are th- maybe maybe they investigate all that, but I would rather the Republicans go investigate some other shit, man. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Jan 6th is the stupidest thing ever. I bring it up all the time with people around here, and they're like, what? Is that still going on? (laughs) It's so insignificant to everyone's lives. Yeah, it really is. I don't think anybody cares anymore. Except except Bill Maher and Rob Reiner. Yeah, I would prefer we do a little investigating into the laundromat that was FTX, Ukraine, (laughs) and the Democratic Party that funded... The midterm uh, situation there. Well, now there's a, a big call to like start to like everybody's like, okay, now we need to start. We need to start monitoring the uh, money we're sending to Ukraine. Oh, like, ne- like okay. now? <laughs> a trillion dollars later. All right. Yeah. After we already funneled what we needed to win the election. Yes. Great call. Great That's call. That's insane. A lot of interesting uh, things timing out perfectly both before the midterms and now we're seeing it after the midterms. And this is a little gruesome, but I noticed uh, there was a nice little peaceful period there, Mike. No mass shootings. And then all of a sudden we got like three or four in a row here. Yeah. You notice the timing? It's top of mind. Top of mind. Top of mind. It's top of mind. Uh, I'm finding the timing to be interesting considering I I think that their last push their last thing will be the assault rifle ban yeah go for it fine you're you're alright with it? no it's gonna be like they did the last one we had one for like 20 years and then what it happened? Did no- it did nothing. <laughs> it expired. And then it did nothing. You know? Right. Yeah. Well. Plus, the good luck getting it through. Now we have a, we have an ultra-conservative uh, Supreme Court. So, so you're saying there's no chance? No chance. Zero chance. It'll be shut down in the court. All right. Come on. First of all, you have a very hard time defining exactly what an assault weapon is. What is a non-assault weapon? What's a, what's a gun that I would use to not assault you? Well, a good question would be those uh, five students in Idaho. Did they die from an assault weapon? A weapon that assaulted them? <laughs> Sounds like it was a knife of some sort. It was an assault. A weapon was used. More people die from handguns than anything else. I find the timing interesting, and it's very narrative-driven, and all of a sudden they want to speed up the negotiation process of this ban that they're obsessed with. 
They they're dude. I gotta really. Wait, I gotta start looking it up. But man, it is um. When you start looking at the uh the weapons that these mass shooters are using, yeah, it's fucking unbelievable how much money is is spent on these these weapons. It's almost uh, unrealistic that these guys were able to buy these weapons. It's almost as if they were funded. Dude, <laughs> I, for, I forgot who it was, the Uvalde? Yes. I think it might have been the Uvalde guy. It was is. It Uvalde? One of these mass shooters, it's he, was, he was pumping rounds into these little kids that were like $68 a pop. Yeah, it's insane. There's no fucking way. Where'd and you get... you're living in a trailer with your mom? <laughs> Where'd you get the money? Where'd you get the money? Well, was it the Uvalde? His gun was, was like a $6,000 rifle. It's very suspicious with that particular shooting how this young man not only obtained the ammunition and weaponry but also the funds to do so he used credit cards which was crucial to the story but how does a guy his age with no credit obtain these credit cards with that credit amount? It was you know just, how hard it is to get that line yeah, of credit. It was, you got to start off with a fucking three hundred dollar Walmart card. You got to wait a year, then it goes up to eight hundred. <laughs> then you can finally get one at your bank. You know, how, you know what I mean? That's like I a do. six year process before you can get to six thousand. Needless to say, highly suspect <laughs> that this young man was able to obtain all this weaponry without somebody else with the means to do so and you could argue that for almost a good chunk of these recent you know uh yeah. situations i believe this was a huge basis for alex jones's uh deal with the sandy hook situation sandy hook was, dude the sandy i think it was the sandy hook shooter had a scope that was like four thousand. It was like forty five hundred dollars scope. Not only that, during Sandy Hook, as with many other shooting situations, uh, scenarios like with the Vegas and what have you, often there are reports of a second shooter. Usually, that second shooter is described as wearing tactical gear. Yeah. So, <clears throat> look, well, that Vegas shooter. Remember, he was a rich guy, so that kind of explained all, right, all the... Yeah, I'm just saying. A lot of similar reports from all these incidences, and then, you know, you could either argue coincidence, maybe, you know, or it's part of You the saved your life savings to go buy this gun. You didn't buy this, you didn't buy this rifle, buy this super expensive ammunition, this expensive scope, and not use it until the day of the massacre. You know, you went to the range, you're blowing these rounds, <laughs> you know what I mean? Look, how expensive it is when you go to the range. Also, with MK Ultra techniques that the CIA or the government may have and be able to employ these days, <laughs> you could easily equip a young man who's kind of on the you know not on the level, if you will, and then input some frequencies into his brain and make him go haywire, and that's it. That yeah, maybe sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes, and maybe this is more of the case. Society's really fucked up right now. People have lost touch with God, and people are nuts. Yeah. And they've I lost... guess maybe they, maybe they really are putting their life savings into weaponry. Because they've lost it, and they got nothing else, man. And they just want to take out some other bastards with them. Maybe that's just where we're at as a society. You know, yeah. we caged everyone up for a year and a half like animals. What did you expect when you opened up the cages? That's a good... Well, that's a great call. So yeah, it's hard just for me to like see what it's really done to people because I'm, I never stopped moving. But like, I wonder like how many people have gone crazy. And it's not just the pandemic. Think about how about ten years ago, 
maybe even 15, we can be generous. That's really when the internet and devices took hold of people's lives. You know, there could be some correlation there maybe with, you know, device obsession and people losing their minds and going nutso. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? These things, they give off frequencies, Mike. It could be that uh, <clears throat> the 5G stuff, right, mixed with the vaccine. <laughs> Who knows what Bill Gates is telling people to do with these microchips? <laughs> I think it has more to do with delayed gratification. Delayed? Think, really? Yeah, I think the more you get away from it, like, that's the, I think that's a big problem with kids nowadays. It's like, you get everything you want now. Well, and it, it like makes it hard, like I don't know, because you really do get the set. The truest satisfaction comes from something you work for, you know. Look, Mike, we can be reasonable and logical about this, but I like to go down the other path, which is this is mind control, MK Ultra crazy shit employed by the government in order to push the agenda that we need to buy back all assault weapons or large caliber magazine guns, right? and uh, strip people of their rights to obtain these weapons. So that way, when they want to throw down Lockdown Part 2 Electric Boogaloo for real, just like they're doing in China, nobody can fight their way out of it. Yeah, they're gonna be, it's going to be really funny when they try to bring those drones to America. You know we're just going to shoot them down. Of course, that's why they want to get rid of these guns, so we don't have yeah. the ability to shoot down their drones. I'm telling you. <laughs> and everybody listening knows either they are the guy or they know the guy on their block that would shoot that thing down. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the other half of the population is mooning it as it flies by, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. You're getting half butt ha- <laughs> buttholes, and then the other half you're getting ball sacks. <laughs> I'm actually going to moon you while shooting an EMP from between my legs. <laughs> and so it's going to look like a fart that knocked out your drone. <laughs> and then with half our population nowadays, you're going to get the double whammy with the tuckers, right? You're going to get the ball sack in the butthole. <clears throat> <laughs> That's what I like to call a triple-demic. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what that means. Well, anyways, <laughs> we got a... We have a, I have a clip here of the assault weapon ban that they're pushing. I think this is coordinated. It's very obvious when the talking points go flying out um, in lockstep, if you will, right when we have this incredible amount of mass shootings, one right after another. It, it seems like they miraculously paused right there around the midterms, and then we're back at it, right? Business yeah. as usual. So I, I think there's an well, agenda. Because you couldn't talk about crime. During the midterm. Exactly. That's a great call, actually. Yeah, they had to eliminate yeah. crime, so they stopped, you know, telling people to go shoot, and uh, they, they quit with the uh, top of mind, if you will, Mike. The, yeah, they the had to. Catch up on the wall. So here is the push. I believe it all comes together here with these shootings. President Biden celebrated the Thanksgiving holiday with his family on Nantucket, making headlines over the holiday for a new push on gun control. Our senior White House correspondent, Kelly O'Donnell, is traveling with the president this holiday weekend. Kelly, good morning. Good morning, Peter. The president renewed his push for an assault weapons ban during a stop here in Nantucket at a local fire station to offer good wishes for the Thanksgiving holiday. And he talked with reporters who asked for his reaction to that deadly shooting. At they said fire station. I bet you any amount of money that they told Joe they were going to the ice cream shop. And that's the only reason he went along. <laughs> and then he cried like a little child on the way back. 
I guarantee. Frank, you know they had a chocolate chocolate chip waiting for him at the station. Come on. <laughs> Have you ever dealt with a child? <laughs> and then Joe crapped himself, and and it was they called it a day. That was chocolate chocolate chip all over his pants. There <laughs> you go right. home. You know, you notice you... <laughs> they keep putting him in darker pants nowadays. <laughs> they had to. No tan suits for Joe, huh? That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a berry thing only. <laughs> I just I love how they go to this firehouse or whatever they. Like every other time they've gone to an ice cream shop, and I think they finally realized it's real bad PR to be licking that ice cream cone, telling dude, everyone. Uh, yeah, like, but the ice, the the the, the fucking <laughs> the firehouse, dude. You're on the same routine as my cousin with a six year old son. <laughs> yeah, you get the ice cream. <laughs> All right, Johnny. This weekend we're gonna go to the ice cream shop. Next week we'll go see the fire truck. I promise they'll turn on the lights and everything, buddy. You know. <laughs> What's going on here? It's so funny. <laughs> Unless this firehouse is on the southern border, you're in the wrong place, buddy. You know? <laughs> why don't you go to the border? He's he's in Nantucket. <laughs> why don't you go? Dude. Why don't you go check out Afghanistan? See what kind of disaster you left that in. <laughs> he's in freaking Nantucket. These guys are so tone deaf. It's unreal, man. His whole presidency has been in Delaware. There's like four people living in Delaware. Like when he lands with the Secret Service, it doubles the population of Delaware. What the fuck is going on in Delaware that you need to be there every day? You know what I mean? Oh, they got the best chocolate chocolate chip, Mike. Come on, dude. (laughs) Go with the times, bro. Come on, Jack. (laughs) Come on, Jack. All right, they're going to take our guns. I hope everyone's ready. At a Walmart in Chesapeake, Virginia, the president's response was visceral. The idea we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. Can you do anything about gun laws during a lame duck, sir? I'm going to try. What will you try and do? I'm going to try to get rid of assault weapons. There it is. But getting an actual bill passed is politically very difficult. We know that. Dude, the current say what you want about the dictators tra- of the past. At least when they took their people's guns, they did it from a podium inside of, like, yeah. from, outside, from outside the Capitol building, you know? They declared Ours it. does it from a firehouse in Nantucket. Jesus Christ. Uh, you brought up earlier how really it's handguns, right? You know, you can get handguns, oh, yeah. you know, and they, they pr- more easily. They probably kill more people. I would not doubt that whatsoever. Uh, we got a uh, Black Friday uh, <clears throat> little magazine thing here. I got it here. I saved it uh, from the Sportsman uh, Warehouse here in town. And uh, I threw it on the table. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to describe just the front page. It's got uh, four rifles, a scope, and two handguns with... Uh, some nine millimeter <laughs> bullets, a little cache of bullets, and then uh, to the left, it's got some socks for wearing when it's cold, right? And uh, mm. I throw it on the table. I say, "Hey, you want to go shopping?" And Emma looks at it and she goes, "Oh, for socks?" <laughs> 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 the smallest image on this cover, right? <laughs> I said, "Take a look around the socks, right?" So, anyways. Here's the thing. I was shopping for some tickets. I was thinking, let's go see the Nuggets. But they're not in town uh, over the weekend. So I was taking a look at the Avalanche. 
And the the Avs, they recently won the Stanley Cup, so tickets are a little bit bloated, no doubt. I'm checking out some some fairly decent seats, and they're I'm talking like you know mid range area. Yeah, they're going two thirty five, two forty five a ticket. Yeah, and we're not even in that lower zone, you know. And I'm taking a look at this magazine for Black Friday sale at Sportsman Warehouse. I can get this G two C nine millimeter for uh, hundred eighty nine bucks. Oh yeah. And I turned to him. I'm like, it's cheaper for me to buy two handguns for Christmas than to go see the Avalanche this weekend. <laughs> oh, it's, che- it's cheaper for you to buy one ticket and the gun, shoot the girlfriend, and go yourself. <laughs> you save forty bucks. <laughs> I should just go buy the handgun and rob a guy for tickets outside the stadium. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> with with the uh, ammunition that's going for thirteen ninety nine on the doorbuster sale, Mike. I uh, uh, I wouldn't hey, trust that ammo. Two hundred bucks, man. I'm walking away with a gun and ammo, no av ticket. But hey, uh, that's go just get gonna one. jam on you when you really need it. <laughs> I, I thought it, I found it funny. We live that's in a so world funny. where yeah, it's more expensive to see a hockey game than to buy a handgun here. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any of you dads out there looking to save a few bucks, get your kid a good gift there for Christmas? Gun. Yeah. <laughs> Skip the Avs game tickets. <laughs> Dollar for hour. Come on. That's going to keep that kid entertained way longer than a fucking Avalanche game. You know? Think of all the bonding you can do over the gun. <laughs> uh, you kill so many things. Not just the killing too. You got the skinning. You know? <laughs> it's, it's a process. <laughs> <laughs> the cooking. It's beautiful. <laughs> so you know, Joe Biden's gonna take everyone's assault weapons, right? But you can go uh, for under two hundred bucks and get everything you need there to kill somebody. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Seriously, and if you really want to stop like the accidental shootings, dude, Glocks are like the number one. Oh, I'm sure they don't have a safety. <laughs> No, it's, the, it's like this gun narrative is backwards. They're uh, going after people who probably have licenses and background checks already to get the weapons they have, and they're probably people using them in the most safe way possible. And meanwhile, you have people, Mike, even where you were working there for a long time in the south side of Chicago, where these people aren't going through legal means to obtain these literal assault weapons. You know, <laughs> like these, like massive you know machine Dude, guns not, i guess they, what would you call they these don't things ha- <laughs> they don't have they don't have assault weapons on the south side dude they got these fucking these uh pistols with like 100 round magazines <laughs> <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> it's way easier to carry that than a fucking giant assault weapon for know? sure yeah i don't know it, that's why it's so stupid. You guys are never actually doing anything to solve the problem. No, no not at all. And, and you know we're about we're about two three years into Lori Lightfoot banning the sale of menthol cigarettes on the South Side. Wow, how's that working out? Yeah, have we, so, have we solved anything? Remember we talked about this a long like about yes. a year ago. It's it was one of the most bizarre things for her to do. Yeah. So yeah, how did that? 
pan out here? Are we um, menthol free in the south? Oh, the problem is now the uh, they said it didn't work because uh, everybody just switched to the e-cigarettes. So now we got to stop the e-cigarettes. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So at the same time, they're opening up weed shops to charge these people forty percent taxes. They're closing down the tobacco shops that are only charging, you know, twenty percent taxes. Good call. You want people smoking weed? Get more money for the state. Way more taxes. Line your pockets. That's good. Smart. smart. Very smart. I find it funny that you would, you know, they take away your menthol cigarette instead of just going to a normal cigarette. You just go to the electric vape thing. <laughs> it's such a random. Oh, Frank, when you're trying to pick up the ladies, you need that menthol. You know what I mean? <laughs> when, when you don't have time for a quick brush, right? Yeah, just go for that menthol. menthol. <laughs> like that Newport breath, you know? <laughs> so gross. <laughs> if only they made something, you know, minty that you could, I don't know, chew on. <laughs> <laughs> Guess we're not there oh, yet. Some kind of f- I don't want to chew on, so I need to smoke it. <laughs> You know, one thing they don't want to talk about, which is really funny, is how many transgenders are killed in the black community. Really? And it's because they are prostituting themselves, and then the dude finds out they're a dude. That's wild. I never would have gone there with my mind. Crazy. Really, it's a huge problem. The black community. Like, that's how ugly the hookers are in the black community. You can't even tell which one's a man or a woman. <laughs> We're uh, borderline Roseanne territory here. <laughs> Watch it. I didn't say all the people, just the hookers. So that's pretty nuts. So you got people dying there because after the intercourse, which I'm surprised it takes till afterwards. So it's usually not the intercourse. Usually the guy will get a blowjob. Yeah, okay. And then find out that it's a dude. Or during the blowjob or whatever, we'll find out it's a dude. That's right. Okay. Wow. And just go nuts. Yeah. That's a tough situation to be in. I can't say I would... For sure to say, you know, tell you how I'd react. I've said it before. I'll say it again. <laughs> I've never found myself in that situation. So, uh, yeah, well, it goes along. If, if you can't tell by the time you're getting the blowjob, it's on you, buddy. You know what I mean? It's not on him. That's what I'm trying right? to say. You know, I, I feel like if you're in the situation where you're potentially getting head from a dude, well, maybe you've taken a few wrong turns in life there (laughs) (laughs) like a couple poor choices maybe unless you want to be there that's another story (laughs) yeah well i didn't think let's just say most people like overwhelmingly most men don't end up in that situation it's kind of like the kids getting shot you know, uh, right. 
what uh, George St. George Floyd, you know, how did you end up in that situation? Right. Not a lot of people do. Right. Did I? Right. Derek Chauvin didn't wake up, put on his uniform, and say, "I'm going to kill a black person." On the flip side, George Floyd, you did wake up, put on your shoes, and say, "I'm going to commit a crime." <laughs> right. So one of you caused this interaction. Right. <laughs> Can we get somebody on national TV to phrase it that way for like <laughs> yeah, twenty million yeah. people just to like wake them up like, from this brainwashing? Like, oh my god! That's, that's, a, that's how you would explain it to a two-year-old, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Learn from George's mistake. <laughs> Be like Derek. Yeah. Instead of curious George, you could do uh, drugged out George, right? And it's. <laughs> And it's just drugged oh, out, George. Now we're beyond Roseanne. Now we're beyond Roseanne. <laughs> or Fentanyl George. Fentanyl George, you know. Fentanyl George, is just, <laughs> Fentanyl George is just walking down the street, you know. And you could do children's books of Fentanyl George. And he just, you know. <laughs> Derek Chauvin's the man in the yellow hat. He just goes, <laughs> <laughs> he just comes in every time George is about to do something wrong. Pops yeah. him on the head with his nightstick. Fentanyl George walks into his apartment and holds a gun to his to his girl pregnant girlfriend's stomach, right? Don't be like Fentanyl George. You know? Fentanyl George goes into a convenience store, tries to buy cigarettes with a counterfeit $20 bill. Don't be like Fentanyl George. It's good lessons for the kids. Very good lessons. <laughs> Very good lessons. This could be a great like uh, show on Nickelodeon. You put it after Arthur, you know, uh, right before Ninja Turtles, whatever. I don't know what the kids watch now. It's perfect. It's like 40 years ago. But yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> was like the lineup in 1998. <laughs> 98? I think that was 88, actually. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and put it between Rugrats and uh, what was that other one? A. Arnold. You could stick it between uh, those Dancing Raisins and Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse, right? Those kids are still watching that, right? <laughs> you remember the Dancing Raisins? <laughs> Pee Wee's still out, right? How many kids he diddled? <laughs> I can't remember. Pee Wee never diddled kids. That's the weird thing about it. He All he did was... Oh, give, yeah, that's right. All he did was jerk off at a place where you're supposed to jerk at off. A, at a porn house, which back in the day, kids, before we had the internet, you used to have to go to like a freaking porn theater and, you know... Wear a, wear a trench coat. <laughs> Rub one out, you know? That's like what you were supposed to do there. <laughs> he got he got caught rubbing one out at one of those uh one of those joints. Like think about that story coming out today. Nobody would care. Wow. Nobody would care. Whoa, was he dressed yes, was he dressed as right. a female jerking off in front of little kids? <laughs> no? Ha ah, buddy, we got bigger fish to fry over here. <laughs> You know? Are you kidding me? Jerking off in a straight porno place? He's a Republican. The worst thing he's ever done is jerk off in a movie theater. Now let me tell you, the worst thing he really ever done, vote for Donald Trump. I gotta tell you. <laughs> Jerked off. Was he on a Zoom meeting with his colleagues? <laughs> No, uh, buddy, why are you bothering me with this? Like, <laughs> Tubin was, he was forgiven in four months. It took us like 10 years to forgive fucking Pee Wee Herman. It's unbelievable. Still can't get rid of that stench. I brought it up on a podcast 30 years later. Tubin's forgotten. 
<laughs> no, dude, I think it was something like the years later, uh, Paul Rubens did an appearance at like the MTV Movie Awards or something well after this fiasco and that he slimed all the children <laughs> not a good look it didn't look good <laughs> the optics just didn't go up like they thought it would do they do the sliming anymore on nickelodeon is that a freaking thing is nickelodeon still around that was on mm-hmm. remember that was every every show did the sliming of some sort oh dude they would do the uh the uh nickelodeon awards the kid's choice. Looking back on it, I'm sure there's all sorts of weird sexual connotations that we just didn't pick up on as kids, and now it's just all pedophilia weirdo shit. <laughs> yeah, you had Kevin Spacey uh, dropping slime on a bunch of the young boys. <laughs> what more of a metaphor do you need there, Frank? <laughs> Let me tell you, so that was worse than anything they found at Epstein's Island. Oh my god. You know, Nickelodeon's kind of a weird channel. It was kids, right? I wonder what kind of pathway that was to all the weird Hollywood pedophilia shit we hear about. You know, uh, allegedly, that's where, I mean, that's where, um, what's it called? I think Miley, no, Miley's out of Disney, sorry. That's the other weirdo. Yeah, a lot of them come out of the Disney kids, the Mickey Club or whatever. Uh, Who's that chick? She was... The one with Pete Davidson there, uh, the Ariana Grande, she was... I don't even know who this chick is, dude. That's like four episodes in a row you brought her up. You don't know Ariana Grande? It's, she's incredible, man. She was everywhere. Yeah. She's the worst pop star ever. She's, um, yeah. she's like an... Name. This is fantastic. She, I think she's an Italian, I believe. Maybe Italian-Jewish. I could be wrong on that one, but I know for sure she's Italian. And she's out of like... Jersey, and if you look her up, you are convinced you're looking at a black woman. <laughs> she literally bronzes her skin and dresses. It's crazy. She, uh, in in the age of where everyone gets, you know, chastised and you know, sent to the cornfield, right for uh, what is it? Taking over the uh, culture, the uh, cultural, cultural appropriation. appropriation. Yeah. Cultural appropriation. Such a bigot. I'm the number one bigot, man. And, uh, you know, in the number one era of that, she somehow has escaped it 100%. Hmm. Well played. A lot of Italians confuse people because of the big dick, you know? That's right. You get to pull off the black a little bit. It's the skin tone. I think it's because it, it's not quite Latinx, right? It's got more of a... Uh, well, I always told people, I, Italians, we're just not enough. Like, you're not black enough for the black community, you're not Latino enough for the Latino not community, and you're definitely not white enough for the white community. Like, I've been in places where people, like, will ask me, like, what are you? You know what I mean? And you're like, uh, you But know, thank God we're not Greek enough, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, that's the worst thing you could be, Frank. We're still human. I mean, come on. <laughs> Nothing with that much hair can be considered human. <laughs> Dude, you know, we were talking about... Uh... <laughs> Even the women are bald on their head with hairy backs. It's like, what is going on? Back a couple episodes ago, we were discussing how we wish we could go back to a time when we all hated on the French. And... 
you know, we had the World Cup recently, and we played England in, like, a loser match, and nobody scored. It ended in, like, 0-0. Zero, zero. And uh, everybody uh, was hating on the English. And I thought that was kind of nice. I thought it was almost back to hating on the French. Like, we had a little moment here for about two seconds. Where yeah, I th- nobody cares about soccer. I just saw a lot of online, like, you know, screw the English. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I could totally get behind screw the English for sure. Like, screw the English. Hell yeah. You want to you know what I noticed has been really pissing off the Europeans? I can't wait. When they uh, talk about the World Cup. And they make fun of America. I just go, yeah, yeah, we lost in a game we don't care about, but we've won every World Series. <laughs> <laughs> How many Super Bowls do you own, losers? Well, you can't say Super Bowl, but World Series. You guys are winning the World <laughs> Cup, dude. We're, we have won every World Series. You know what I'm saying? So there's a recently there's some push. Uh, Talking about a, like a World Series, actually, baseball is huge in a lot of countries. It's picking up steam. Yeah, it's massive. Actually, dude, we might as well call it the Japanese pastime. They've like surpassed. Asia loves it more than America at this point. Uh, South Korea as well. They they're really good at it, and they're it, they're fun games to watch. Actually, they're all very animated, and you know they fight all the time. It's very much like kind of the uh, kind of reminds you of that rough and tumble old era of baseball, almost. You know. Because they're all white. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, because it's, yeah. That's <laughs> all <laughs> race, dude. Yeah, they're all one race. The mono race is nice. <laughs> it's, it, it's, uh, I'd love to see a World Series. It would be actually really fun. And I don't think America would win every time, especially because most of the best players in America would go play for their respective countries, probably. Oh, Cuba would win. Yeah, it's not just Cuba. It would no, literally dude. be Cuba against the Dominican Republic yeah, every right. time in the championship. <laughs> they they would be the Kenya Zimbabwe of like the four hundred meter. The, you the know Dominicans, I mean? like, uh, they would just crush the home runs, and the Cubans would just like dominate in strikeouts. It would be an unbelievable matchup. <laughs> Worst part is, whatever country they play in, they just increase the birth rate tenfold. <laughs> Each player popped out twenty kids. By the way, you know. Yeah, well, I'm into it. I would love to, like, it would be more fun to watch the World Series. Like, what if the yeah, winner really the winner of the World Series in America, right, would go on, that would be the team that goes and represents Well, you America. should call it the American Series, you know, and then, yeah. Yeah. No, you, know, you, no, 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 you no, could you, be the U.S. champion and then actually have a World Series. That would be awesome. Every yeah. four years. be pretty cool. I would, I think okay. uh, that would be a ticket I would want in my lifetime. Actually, I really wish we, uh, I really wish we did our leagues like the Europeans do their soccer leagues. You know, like where you have to earn that position in the top league. I think if you did that with like baseball, football, basketball, like think about how much better the players would be. Oh, and think about how you wouldn't have a LeBron <laughs> and his Lakers that just get to fucking be in the league, even though you know what I mean. Well, I mean, like you guys should you guys should get dropped down and bring up a team that, that wants to be there, you know? That's funny. It I don't know if that would work. Maybe it would uh cuz I do know like soccer uniform sales are very popular around the world, but NBA jersey sales and everything that's what a huge driving force is behind, you know, all these deals and where the players play and stuff and like LeBron on the Lakers. 
there's like a marketing kind of aspect to it that I think goes beyond even the game. Yeah, I don't, dude. Imagine like, uh, imagine like baseball, dude. Cubs. This is your twentieth. You know, this is your ninety eighth <laughs> season of losing. All right, you guys, we're getting rid of all of you. And then what's their minor league team? The uh, Cubs. Is it the Cubs? <laughs> the Iowa Cubs. Yeah. Uh, all right, whatever. We're just gonna bring that whole team up. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, these Cubs suck. Let's bring up the other team. Cubs. The no, Cubs. I thought they went by. A di- they played by a different name. No, they're literally the Iowa Cubs. Uh. Yeah. So I, I thought they all. Pl- I thought they all do like different names for the minor. There teams. are no. Most of them do. You. You are correct. Yeah. Only, like there's the yeah. Isotopes and uh, right. There, there no, are the Isotopes. That's fucking Simpsons. It's also the team in New Mexico. Is it? And I'm pretty sure it's the Rockies team. <laughs> oh, that's genius. <laughs> oh, it's great, dude. No, so minor Like, league- how fun would it be to have the... Dude, nobody even knows who plays on the Rockies. Bring in the isotopes. <laughs> that would be awesome, dude. And then that team, like... I, I actually, know. no, I kind of support your idea now. Now that I'm really, because I'm a big fan of like, it. yeah, I'm into a that. lot. Of, like, I'm a big fan of like, dude. Maybe so, I, I bet you there's a lot of guys in the minor leagues that could play. They just never gotten the chance, you know. And if your fucking team is sucking, dude, fuck you, get out of here. You know what I mean? One of the problems we have is people being just spoiled, you know, and like they feel like I don't know, like I LeBron agree. James. We don't owe you anything, dude. You know? Yeah, I don't want to pay a shit ton of money to see you jog half court, not play defense, turn around and dunk the ball and flex like you're Superman. You're a loser, yeah, dude, yeah. and I don't want you're to see lo- that as a fan of the game. Right, perform. And if you're going to act like you don't want to be here, fine. We're going to bring in the L.A. Sewer Rats or whatever the <laughs> fucking, you know? The Johnsonville Dingleberries. Yes. I mean, because yeah, I, mean, I guarantee you those guys, you give them one chance to play in that stadium, yeah. they're going to play their fucking hearts out, dude. Absolutely. You know what they should do for every team that loses out the next season? You have the Harlem Globetrotters play. That's entertainment, baby. Come on. Like, like the last place of the season has to be the team against the opponent of the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> yeah. like, I would love to see LeBron for a whole season travel the country and just lose to the Harlem Globetrotters, dude. Bouncing the ball off his fucking bald head, ripping his wig off. Fucking. They bring a ladder on the court. You know, they do the whole thing with the trampoline. Like LeBron has no chance. <laughs> Pull his pants down while he's at the free throw line. Beautiful. Be the most entertaining thing he's done since fucking. Well, ever, dude. That fucking Space Jam movie sucks.